Hi, Kelly Moulton from Vimon Close-Up. Today I have with me Ina Stillen from Brandity. Welcome. Thank you very much. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your uh, agency. Well, my agency is a pretty small agency in Norway, Bergen. Uh, we basically help companies finding bigger opportunities through customer insight. Deep, mm. deep customer insight. Deep customer insight. Yes. Um, and can you give me an idea of uh, some recent customers you've been working with and exactly how you went about finding that customer insight? Well, we apply different methods according to what we're looking for. Uh, just last week, we did some focus groups, for instance, for a local newspaper, which is very interesting because it's an old topic, but it, have, it hasn't really been talked about much lately is that there is actually a little bit of an increase in newspapers sales of classical paper 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 yeah. excellent music yeah. to my ears yeah you know we need to find out why and how can that opportunity be sort of enlarged how can that how can we understand what that is about and work on it to, to use it to grow even more. Other examples. I mean, you, you've done some work for Vimond, obviously. That's how I got to know you, yes. was through the work uh, that you did with Vimond. So what was the challenge from Vimond or the assignment? How did you go about tackling it? Vimond, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit undefined, <laughs> to be right. honest. Uh, so they didn't know, we didn't know what we needed. There was a lot of unanswered questions, which is very common in any organizations really uh, what do the clients really want what should we focus on should we develop our product should we enlarge it should we clean it up should we own our own uh, roadmap uh, should the clients define it should mm. it be a consultancy should it be a service you know there's a lot of questions initially in that project and, and when did you start this project with Vimond was it the beginning of this year yes I think okay. so yeah all right so rewind one year one year back. So you had all of these challenges. What was the first step? Uh, the first step for me was to understand it, to literally understand what is Vimond. <laughs> What's the product? What is your offering? And it was, my first finding was that that was very hard for Vimond to actually say, hmm. even to me, just because I need to know quite a bit to go out and... Just answering, Vimond is. Yeah. Yeah. And we asked probably 20 times and my colleague, she looked at me and she's like, do you get it? And I'm like... Was it 20 different answers? It was this big chunk. like a, It was like an elephant that you couldn't put on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had sort of prepared it in any sort of digestible okay. form. <laughs> Thank you for our new logo going into next year. I like it. All right. So working on this sort of um, Vmond is statement, it's actually quite common to a lot of companies, which is, I guess, why you have a good business going. So once you got all those different answers, what did you do? <laughs> well, we were, uh, we got the opportunity to speak to around 10 of your main customers around the world uh, to have them tell us who you are, uh, what was the strength of Vimon, why had they chosen you in the first place. Excellent. Because from that, we can understand how can this be applied to so many more you know, if we understand why these 10 companies has cho have chosen Vmond, can we re reinterpret this and put it in the communication? And why did they choose Vmond? Well, uh, first of all, it's the platform. They said that you were one of the best in the marketplace for this video content management platform. Yep. Yep. But almost equally important, they said, it's the people. 
Right. It's, you know, and you think it's the tech industry is, is about tech. And it must be the tech. And as long as you have great tech, it doesn't matter about the, Nothing the else. people. Mm. Yeah. And this proved the opposite. And I thought a lot about it afterwards because uh, most people in Vimond or Vimond based in Norway have a lot of Norwegian employees or at least a sort of a Norwegian influence culture. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm sure you have noticed. <laughs> yes, as an American transplant, I've picked up on it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that travels well in a little bit of a goofy way. You know, Norwegians are charming. They're a bit sort of... And goofy. And goofy. <laughs> there's an honesty. There's a sort of very a simple line of communication. There is a transparency. Uh, there's a friendliness. Dare uh, I say, as a former New Yorker, it comes across almost as a naivete, though, as well. Yes. I think you were talking yeah, carefully yeah. there, not wanting Absolutely. to... Uh, but, but yeah, we and I'll almost, I'll almost say we... Londoners and New Yorkers, you know, we're so world-weary and cynical, you know, when we kind of stumble upon this just almost childish, honest, naked enthusiasm for yeah. something. We're like, really? Yes. <laughs> is this real? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's a Norwegian at play. Okay. Is it possible? I think a lot of uh, people from different cultures say, is it really possible to, to operate in this way mm. and behave in this way? But after sort of looking at it closely, they see this is very efficient. It's super efficient having this straight line of communication. Radical transparency, right? Completely. Mm. Uh, but it hasn't been planned out to be that way. It's just, again, the start. It's not a conniving. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So so you're actually saying that although tech is referenced, uh, you, you came away almost with people first? In I'd terms say so, of the, yeah. Mm. Maybe it doesn't sound fair, fair to the technology, but... Uh, the technology has a lot of improvements always it, it, and for any any supplier that's always an ongoing discussion but i think in this case because it, there's a lot of forgiveness towards that very sort of eager honest uh sort of personality of the brand mm. so the client even if you're not performing a hundred percent all the time uh the client uh will sort of yeah they will let you go and say that's fine. Right. I forgive you because you're charming, or you you your intentions are good. You you're just a bit sort of disorganized, for example. So, what did they see as the challenges for us going forward? And from that, we could almost extrapolate for the industry, you know, going forward. Like, what what were they telling you? Were their concerns or priorities going forward? Uh, time for them. Time is crucial importance. Uh, but also the sort of uh, technology needs to be cleaned up. They don't want to be uh, stuck in complicated sort of platforms that takes a lot of time to either change or integrate new components. Mm. Uh, so the kind of nimble, uh, either to be something that they can build on top of or that Vimon can be almost like a plug-in into something they already have. Yep. Because if, I think that's a key thing right there. Yeah, because if Vimon looks at Vimon, that is the whole universe. But the clients say, Vimon, you're just a chip in my sort of value chain, and I have to deal with all of that. So don't and take don't up- make me replace my whole – don't make me do a root canal and replace my whole operations – 
Um, I'd like to be able to pick out from your platform yes. these three different functionalities or microservices or whatever you want to call them yeah. and slot them in easily. Yeah. yeah. And don't think that you need to be everything. You don't need to be the you don't need to integrate subscription, for example, because someone else does it better. And then we will just take that or whatever fits to our country and the right. specificities of our system. It's as important to say what you aren't as it is to say what you are. Indeed, yes. Hmm. Another thing that I, I thought was very interesting uh, is to remember who is this client, really? Uh, you know, and we found three types of customers in, in your sort of hmm. little you rooster. <laughs> well, th- there's the kind of... Um, uh, startup type of customers, yeah. right? So they start from zero with nothing. They have no history. They have no sort of baggage from last century, you know, but they have to be quick. They have maybe something that needs to be up and running in six months. It's very defined. And they're taking on major brands in the process. Absolutely. And some of them, even in huge corporations, media corporations, the entity that, ha- that has been put to the task to go, for example, from uh, linear TV to video streaming TV, uh, they operate as a little startup within a huge old right. elephant, to put right. it that way, to use that elephant. You got again. something about elephants. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to... Gotta we'll come up with something talk better. About your psychologist about that one, but I, you can't name names. You're protecting uh, pr- protecting confidentiality. But one of our major customers is obviously Iflix, uh, which when they came to us, uh, as you say, had no brand and no history. Uh, they had a good idea, a team, and a lot and a, a chunk of venture capital. Uh, they chose us, and they said we need to go live in six months in Southeast Asia and basically be the the Netflix of Southeast Asia before Netflix says they're coming. Um, and they're an enormous success today, uh, a few years later. So that's been quite a journey. But then also too, we have what other type of customer? Well, you have the the sort of the old TV going to new TV, so classical corporations like in Norway you have TV2 who, who yeah, we were born out of TV2 yeah you're born out TV2 isn't even a very old TV in sort of history of TV but the idea of going from linear to digital TV uh, having often a huge archive of material uh, that they need to have sort of managed uh, and there's also a culture within the company who is not very maybe tech oriented to begin with but yeah. after a while when they start moving into uh, digital TV, they get the people in on their team. Right. So often they start out without the real competence. They start out with their classical TV people getting the task of moving it into digital. And when you interviewed these two different types of customers, were you getting different types of feedback then regarding uh, the questions you're asking them about uh, Vimond? Well, you know, often the, the level of uh, uh, knowledge is very important to what they need and how they understand the task you know mm. if you if you go into some of your very sort of uh, specialized IT department within the corporations mm. uh, they are you know they brilliant people you know I was sweating in those interviews they were speaking <laughs> so fast <laughs> and the abbreviations and, so and all the tech it's so tech yeah. yes Um but they're very useful people to listen to because they will just simplify. They will talk about how it can be simplified in a way that you often think it's too banal. Hmm. So did you say you had, we had three types of customers? Three. Is there a third? I call them the rule breakers, which is basically uh, going from one kind of a business model into something completely different. Oh, no. 
So, for example, uh, a company who is a mobile phone subscriber who wants to become a TV company, you know, it could be anything. It could be a product brand going into media brand. Mm. Uh, and then again, you have sort of, uh, they, they basically buy uh, content and say, oh, my God, we have this license in January. We need to be up and going. Right. But we need also the whole package. We need the marketing. We need the design. We need everything else because right. we're building a brand. So you have these three types of customers that you interviewed for us, and you, you obviously said, I'm going to keep this anonymous. I'm not going to say that it was you, iFlix, or you, Tealy, or whoever that I spoke to, but I'm going to anonymize the results, and I'm going to bring it back to Vimont. Yes. And I assume you gave us some challenges. You gave us some, some conclusions for us to chew on to help us think about ourselves differently. Can you summarize what those were? Uh, one thing that I sort of I remember very well, which I thought was interesting, is that uh, the customers asked you to grow up, become an adult. You know, we have a parent-child relationship going on here. You know, <laughs> yeah. and and I, your client, I am the parent, and Vimon, you are the child, and I tell you this and that, and I tell this is your last chance, and you know, mm. the, the sort of the but power. But I want some tough love back. Is that what they're saying? Uh, I don't want parents, chi- parent-child. Yeah, I want adult, adult. Yep. Interesting. Uh, and almost mostly for Vimon's sake, mm. you know, because yep. if you're the parent, you're sort of. Yep. But sort of taking ownership, defining your own roadmap, don't let us, they would even say, don't let us make you run off and do stuff that we've just thrown out there. Maybe we don't really need it. It's funny, even though we're a demanding customer, don't listen to all of our demands. (laughs) Actually tell us what we need more. Show us the way. You know this business now as well or or better than us. Uh, Recognize that you've now established a global footprint and a global customer base and act like it. Yes. You're no longer a startup out of TV2 Norway. Exactly. Yeah. What else? That's a pretty nice big challenge. Were there any other ones um, like that? The importance for them uh, to have a match. And now we're back to the people's business of tech. They want to feel a match with themselves and Vimond in terms of like a fit. Who are you? Culture fit. Yeah. Mm. Maybe not. The culture was sometimes a challenge, but, but just feeling that... Uh, Vimon behaves like a startup, so do we. We're a good fit. We just we want to define what we're doing and we want to run for the task and we are eager and energetic. And so we don't want to work with some kind of a very uh, heavy sort of old style way of approaching uh, mm. the challenge. Can I take us back to our first comment uh, by way of conclusion as we talked about uh, paper making a comeback? Yes. Yeah. But how can we relate that to the video industry? I mean, now, you know, forget your brandity hat. You go home at night and presumably watch movies, watch television, turn on the television, search on TV2 Sumo, powered by Vmont, yeah. or Netflix or whatever. To, what do, do we have some sort of um, paper revolution equivalent in, in video coming up? I think the paper is about there's the fast track and the slow track, you know? We actually have slow TV in this country, funnily oh, enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we laugh at it, but it, it's serious. I mean, it's so, it was kind of revolutionary. Absolutely. Minute it's by a whole minute. separate uh, podcast. It is, yeah. But, but talk to me, hold on a sec. <laughs> fast track versus slow track. So yeah. fast track is digital, slow track is paper. And what do you mean by that exactly? Because 
reading news digitally is about being updated right away right away quick headlines scrolling it's all very fast the paper is about routines it's about coffee it's about you know moments it's about a lifestyle and and people really like that yeah and people tell me they said I leave that I wake up in the morning I put on the radio I kind of flick through my phone and read the headlines and when I leave the house I know the newspaper is in my mailbox but I leave it I save it for later so let's bring that into video this is great because with respect to the industry that I work in I think it's unhealthy you know I've been a binge consumer now yeah. for a few years and I'm unhappy yeah I think I, I think, don't like it no you don't like yourself being what you've become no I, I think TV has been, you know, absolutely revolutionized and reinvigorated through digital over the top at the sacrifice of movies. Yes. Somehow that doesn't seem what it's just ninety minutes or two hours and then it's done. I want ten episodes. I want four seasons of content. But Birta and I are trying. My wife Birta and I are trying to like say, hey, it's Friday night. Why don't we watch a movie? Yeah. But what's the what is preventing you from doing that? I've been conditioned. I've been. I, I've. I've literally have developed a uh, an incurable appetite for obsessive consumption of television. Yeah, I think when I sit down to watch a video, I just look at the time. Let's say it's two hours, and I almost feel like hyperventilating, as if I don't have two hours consecutively in my life any anymore to spend on anything. So I think we, I, you know, I'm speaking for myself here, but I think we, we are much more comfortable in these shorter brackets of time. And I don't know if you saw that uh, little mini series that Cohen Brothers just made. No. Oh what? my God, it's so good. can't remember what it's called. I will find it. Anyways, I think it had four, five episodes, four episodes, 20 minutes. Katzenberg and uh, Meg, is it Whitman, the former head of eBay, have partnered up with a billion dollars in funding to have a mobile-first short-form video product as a new brand launching in the new year. But I still don't know if I have the paper equivalent in my head. I think it's linear television. I think it's movies. And I think I'm going to leave it there. Ina Stolen, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you Enjoyed very much it. for having me. 